The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program host and guests and do not necessarily represent the views of Western Carolina University or radio station WWCU. Hello, my name is Gibby McIntyre, and I am joined by Nikki Jones, the program director for Western North Carolina's division of Muddy Sneakers. Today, we will talk about what Muddy Sneakers is and how it can have a positive impact on a child's education. First off, Nikki, uh, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and telling us a little about yourself and why you're involved with Muddy Sneakers. Yeah, thanks for having me here, Gibby. Um, My name is Nikki. I am a Western North Carolina native. Definitely grew up outdoors uh, in a family of scientists and educators um, pursuing the family business of science education. Um, And I've joined Muddy Sneakers just about two years ago after watching for several years while I was working elsewhere, living abroad. Um, Muddy Seekers is an amazing outdoor science education program that is homegrown right here in Western North Carolina. And they do everything right. Um, They're really involved with public schools. They're focusing on child development, science education, youth empowerment. Um, It's a phenomenal organization. I'm sure we'll get into more details as we talk, but um, there's nowhere else that I would rather be. Uh, where does Muddy Sneakers serve in the state of North Carolina? Like, where, what locations do you guys offer? Yeah, we're well known for our home base in Brevard, North Carolina, down in Transylvania County. That is where we got our start in 2007. Um, and since then have been expanding. We are in, this year, uh, 12 counties in western North Carolina. We are in about half a dozen counties in the Piedmont area. We have a second office in Salisbury, and it's been there for about five years. And we have just started serving some of the schools along the coast in eastern North Carolina this year and are continuing to expand that area in the future. So we're slowly spreading our way across the state to reach as many students as we can. When did Muddy Sneakers come about? 2007. Uh, that year, we, we were founded uh, by three community members in Brevard, North Carolina. Um, and the, the thing that launched Muddy Sneakers as an idea was Richard Lube's book, Last Child in the Woods. Uh, it became a very broadly read publication in, you know, in education and in outdoor education. And our three founders, Chuck McGrady, Sandy Schenk, and Aline Steinberg, were all very invested in community and region, all had roots in nature experiences for kids, um, some of them had background running summer camp. Uh, Aline Steinberg was very involved in conservation in the area and in getting DuPont State Forest set aside. Um, and they realized that, you know, while they had done so much work in their own lives connecting people and children to nature, that many and perhaps most kids, even in this really beautiful nature-filled part of the state, had very little opportunity to access public lands and build memories and experiences outdoors and learning outdoors, exploring, those things that were so common to childhood and not many generations ago. And so Muddy Sneakers was created that spring to try to resolve some of that mismatch, right? To help get students and families and communities more connected to the natural places around them and to use that to fuel student learning and help make school learning more effective. What age group does Muddy Sneakers primarily target? We specialize in fifth grade. It's a, it's a nice and uncommon thing in nonprofit education to be able to focus so completely on one age group. Um, and it's, what it does is it gives us a chance to build this deep expertise 
We work with fifth grade so that we can follow the state curriculum very, very closely. Our instructing team knows the state science curriculum inside and out. Um, and we've been able to develop you know, methods and approach and technique and sort of an organizational personality that is totally suited to the, the 9 to 11-year-olds that we see in the fifth grade. It's a phenomenal age for students learning outside, you know, building confidence. They're coming into big ideas about the world. They're starting to explore who they are. And they're still so filled with wonder and with excitement about being outside. But it's, it's an ideal age home. We do also operate a summer camp and done that for several years here in the Western North Carolina region. And that serves children ages 4 to 14. Um, but in our school year programming, we specialize just in fifth grade. So why should parents enroll their children in Muddy Sneakers? Ah, oh, because it's the most wonderful thing that can happen to a fifth grade school year. Um, we work with schools on the school level. And so when we work with schools, the whole fifth grade is involved. Um, if you have a fifth grader in a school that partners with Muddy Sneakers, your child will get the Muddy Sneakers experience. We build partnerships that last at least the full year. Many of our partnerships have lasted for 13 years. Uh, but we have um, an expectation that when we partner with a school, we will see every fifth grader, all the teachers, and the whole grade will come outside for at least six, but up to 10 full day expeditions on public lands near the school. Our goal there is to help students become curious, get excited, you know, learn about their own natural backyard, it's the region that they belong to. And we focus on public lands because this is a place students can come back to. It is a place that belongs to them just because they live here. And it's phenomenal to see the students' excitement going to new parks or natural places that are around the corner that they have never seen before. Um, you mentioned parents. You know, one of the benefits that parents get from this is that their students end up taking their parents to parks or to areas to hike or to little green wild patches that aren't far from town where they went with muddy sneakers and families get to return and see these places for themselves. And students are definitely you know, our focus. Um, we occasionally do special programs for families or community members, but our, our partnership with schools is, is the heart and soul of what we do. If a parent wants their child to be involved in muddy sneakers and they want this you know, consistent outdoor learning to be part of their students' fifth grade year, the best thing they can do is talk to administrators or teachers at their school um, and start getting more interest there. And we serve a lot of schools, but we certainly aren't serving every single school in every county where we work. Um, it'll take us some time to grow that big, but um, we're ready for it, and we always encourage parents to advocate for the kind of education they want their students to have. And when they're successful, we get to reach the entire school to grade. How has COVID-19 affected the operations at Muddy Sneakers? Oh, wow. It's been a year, right? Um, yeah, right. You know, we've been, <laughs> we've been really fortunate overall. Uh, we put in a lot of work last spring and summer preparing for this year. You know, our, our model is about seeing students in person. It's about taking students outdoors, to explore things hands-on and up close. It's very student-driven. 
we work in small groups with students so that the relationship between the instructor and the students is close and personal. And there was a lot to look at getting into the COVID years to make sure that we could reach our partners and serve students and keep everyone safe. It has been a remarkably normal-ish year um, with more richness than I think even we expected in a year of so many unknowns. We developed a remote expedition curriculum over the summer that could serve students at home or in the classes and um, wherever they might be, right? We'll find the students wherever they are this year. And that expedition curriculum um, really emphasized the nature that's near at hand, like the, the green area of an apartment courtyard or the strip of grass and weeds going by a sidewalk, maybe a, a neighboring property of woods. Uh, we even had activities that have students exploring the nature that lives in their house, like uh, pets or people or the things that are in your kitchen. Uh, most of those things come from nature before we put them in the fridge. And it was a very flexible program. Um, activities still stayed really closely aligned with the state curriculum. That's very important to us that students are learning their science through exploring nature, and they're learning about nature through the lens of science. And that can happen anywhere. We love it most when it's outside in the woods and we get to be there with them, but it really can happen anywhere. So these activities are flexible. Students and teachers can get their needs met. They're learning all the content that they need, but they're still encouraged to get outside. The activities, you know, we give them to the teachers through an online portal, but most of them encourage students to get away from their computers, to go outdoors or look through a window. And and still be engaging with the world hands-on. That was really important to us this year, knowing that many students would be getting a lot of screen time, more than really anyone wants (laughs) too much screen time. Yeah. Um, We did include those live sessions that are on the screen um, where students and teachers are in touch with an instructor in real time. We call those type of sneaker. Um, There's lots of great activities and things that students could do on those live sessions. We still get to see the aha moment and the wonder and the excitement. Students get to interact with an instructor who isn't their main teacher or an adult who lives in their house. So that was really helpful during this year. But most of our schools have used a blend of remote expeditions and in-person expeditions. We've been operational in-person since school started in the fall. We've done a lot of work on schoolyards this year, getting a chance to take students out on their school campuses. And, you know, you'd be amazed. A lot of these schools have excellent yards, right, and little forest areas. Some have creeks or ponds and nature trails. And students have reached the fifth grade without realizing that this was right outside their school. Teachers know it's there but haven't thought about it in the past as a possible classroom area or a place to learn. And so we've had really exciting experiences taking students out to the backyard of their school, quite literally, and exploring the nature that's out there. And we've been off in the woods, uh, like normal, with a few of our schools. Smaller schools have had fewer challenges getting students on buses with the safety precautions that are needed, right, the social distancing, um, minimizing touching shared surfaces. And small schools will be able to manage that challenge a bit more easily than the big ones. And we've been out on public land, hiking with students, having these days that, you know, yes, they include the new normals of masks and 
altered activities to change the use of materials and to keep students and teachers safe. But I mean, they feel both totally magical and amazingly ordinary. And we've been really happy to reach students in so many ways during this year of changes. Um, we've worked with NC State University for several years to assess our program. Um, we've had a really exciting result from that, you know, not only about science learning, but about student engagement and student attention span and curiosity um, in girls being much more interested in STEM learning and STEM careers after having muddy sneakers than it's typical in those years where there, there appears a gender gap in, you know, boys and girls being interested in science. So we are continuing that research again this year to find out more about, you know, what our program looks like in its impact in this, you know, very modified, you know, COVID adapted version. Um, but our early comments that we've had from teachers are really encouraging. And so we're quite excited to see what the results are there and continue to reach into students' lives as much as we can. Thank you, Nikki, for taking the time to let me call and interview you. Uh, I hope this helps shine some light on Muddy Sneakers and how it can have a positive impact on children and their education.